Hi, I'm Rob. He's Ed. Hello. And together we're the Thirst. Welcome to Pint Size Philosophy, the show that applies a philosophical eye to contemporary issues with the hope of quenching ignorance across the globe. That's right. And what topics are we going to be discussing today, Rob? What's trending out there? Well, it's funny you should say trending, Ed. It's almost as if you've read my notes about what's happening today. Well, we're going to be talking about Twitter and uh, free speech. Um, To kick us off, let's basically just give a bit bit of background on what's been happening in the news recently. Mm -hmm. Um, In Europe, there's been uh, several Twitter-related stories, which all seem to revolve around a central issue, which is going to be free speech. Should we explain what Twitter is to anybody? Do you you think that people everyone knows eskimos in you know in canada that which been hiding away from the internet uh twitter birthed in 2006 is a microblogging and social networking service allowing users to post 140 character long messages called tweets and read updates of other users and their tweets as well we are on twitter i should point out at this, <laughs> at this juncture immediate uh, immediate plug yeah but just... um it's it's these messages which users have been writing that have been attracting the media attention Okay, and what sort of messages have they been coming up with? What's, what's, okay, what's well, the issue? The the most recent one, which only just happened this week, is um, Twitter has agreed to remove a flood of anti-Semitic tweets uh, circulating on its service in France. And uh, the offensive messages are tagged, uh, which is how you, you, you search for uh, different tweets. So if you want to search for if you're tweets about, about, about cake, okay. yeah, hashtag cake. Or if you, you wanted to... Search some the abuse podcast. Oh, use hashtag Ed and Rob or hashtag the Thirst Podcast. And equally, if you wanted to <laughs> abuse people, you could hashtag whatever they uh, In this case, it's un bon juif, which means a good Jew in English. Okay. And um, tweets around the hashtag are now being removed following uh, the threat of legal action from a Jewish student group in France. Right. Um, along a similar vein, a uh, decision has been made also to remove messages um, from a German neo-Nazi group based in Hanover. And uh, the block was imposed at the request of the German police this time. Right. And uh, Facebook and YouTube have also agreed to block the group's account. So um, we should mention, though, that it's not uh, a global censorship of these messages. It's um, censorship used under a feature called uh, Country Withheld Content. And it was introduced in 2012, this year. And uh, basically means that the messages are only being censored in in that country, so France or Germany. So if us in the UK wanted to still read those tweets, we could still search for them and read. So that's Twitter's policy is to abide abide by the law in the countries that are kicking off. Yeah, basically it's it's quite an ingenious way to get around it. They they take kind of no responsibility for it in that case. They, They say, well, it's not... We're not censoring anything. It's the government that's made us do this. So. I, th- I think that's a very interesting point, and that leads nicely on to the discussion, because essentially what Twitter is doing, to my mind, is saying that as far as they're concerned, censorship's not what they're interested in. And yes, they have to ab- abide by the law in certain countries, but really they're forcing the debate onto the, the government and the politicians in whichever country has decided to take down the tweets. Mm. So I think that's an interesting yeah, they're, they're saying we're we're a platform where you can you can say what you want, but yeah, you know, if someone the government tells us to take it down, then by law we, we have, have to. to yeah. yeah, so that it seems to me that their policy is very much the sort of open exchange of of views, regardless of of whether they're good or bad. Yeah, well, it's interesting because I mean, last year Twitter was um, <clears throat> you know hauled as a, a great uh, platform for free speech, especially in yeah. the 
demise of some of the Middle Eastern countries. Yeah. So, you know, reporters, journalists and the like were, they might not be able to get their messages or, you know, their videos out of the country, but they could send these micro blogs yeah. to, to the world, which allowed them to know what's happening in the, all those towns which are being overrun by rebels or armies of the like. So, Well, I think, that, I mean, the point with Twitter that you shouldn't forget it is a company that's looking to make money. So Of course, yeah. It's probably going to want feelers in as many places as possible. So it is against its interest to um, to uh, condemn these tweets and shut them down. But I guess the, the more general question is if, if Twitter's willing to comply by the law, but obviously its policy seems to be censorship is, isn't a good thing, should the government be, should governments be making these demands on Twitter? Essentially, I think that there's a dilemma because on the one hand, presumably we want to say that uh, abusive sort of anti-Semitic, for example, tweets are bad. But on the other hand, it also seems to us that censoring those tweets is bad mm. because we all believe strongly, or at least I, I do, in the right to free speech. So the question is, how do you resolve this dilemma between uh, people being allowed to say what they want and the things that people say being, being so offensive to so many people. I think that's the, the issue which we should turn to now. So the question, Rob, is should offensive tweets be censored? Um, and I think it might be useful at, at this point to, to have another example just so we can identify how we feel on the matter. Do you have any up your sleeve? Yeah, I have. Um... Always. Always an example, Always man, prepared. scientific yeah. mind, left-handed brain. <laughs> An example that's uh, especially prevalent in the UK, or was especially prevalent in the UK, uh, was centred around uh, footballer Fabrice Mwamba. Yeah. Uh, he's now a retired footballer, uh, but he played for Bolton, Birmingham and Arsenal. And he was born in uh, the Democratic Republic of Congo. And uh, Mwamba moved to England at the age of 11 and subsequently represented that uh, England under 21 level, so... For me, he's an Englishman through and through. Yeah, I can see that. Um, in March 2012, however, uh, Mwamba tragically suffered a cardiac arrest during uh, a televised FA Cup match between Bolton and Tottenham, uh, for which he he's recovered now, thank God, uh, despite his heart having stopped for a whole hour. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it's bad, mm. to be honest. I'm not a medical man, but I, you know, I, that doesn't sound good to me. <laughs> Technically dead for an hour. Yeah. Um, what a boast, though. But following this, uh, a string of abusive and racist tweets that were posted um, landed Swansea University student Liam Stacey in really hot water. Um, what did he do, this Stacey character? He just posted a whole load of offensive tweets, racist tweets. About Mwamba. Ab about Mwamba, and then people who read his tweets and um, replied back to him. He, he was abusive he towards them, them yeah, yeah. So <clears throat> it was a bit of a mess. Yeah. But eventually... After the dust settled, uh, he was sentenced to a 56-day uh, prison sentence, but only served half of it. He was also suspended for a full academic year from his university. Uh, however, he was allowed to take his exams eventually the next year. But if he passed, uh, he wasn't allowed to attend the graduation ceremony. Ouch. Which, it, for me, personally, I mean, what he did was, was not good. Right. Let's just put that down there to start with. Yep. But I think... He's been he's been put through the court. He's been put through the justice system, and he's been given his fifty six day um, sentence. Sentence, yeah. So for the university then to take their own action and you know impair his impair his study, yeah, 
is a bit extreme for my liking, I think. You were studying biology as well, we should point out. So, <laughs> what are you trying to say? I'm trying to say that you wouldn't you wouldn't catch a, 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 a this isn't of the this isn't time this isn't time for your debate for more money for the humanities. Well, I, f- I feel there's always time for that <laughs> debate, but no, we only have 15 minutes, uh, so perhaps not. We'll leave. We'll shelve that debate for another but, time. But what I should mention is that um, after he put out his tweets, the Twitter community <clears> responded <throat> and with threats to him and his family. However, as far as I've read on the internet. Um, none of them were rep- reprimanded or had any mm-hmm. comeuppance for their comments. Well, I think that... Uh, I mean, the, the gravity of the situation initially, I mean, someone having a heart attack on the field is massive anyway. It took the, not just the football world, but the, the whole of Europe by storm. Mm-hmm. So he was a popular player. Yeah. And then I think for someone to respond to such a heart... I don't know how to describe it, such a serious issue mm-hmm. for, uh, well... Why would you respond like that? Is that what you Yeah, saying? exactly. Yeah. And uh did he say it was a joke, if I remember rightly? Well, he said he was drunk. He was watching the Six Nations. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. We've all been there. <laughs> and uh, I think he just saw the news and responded on Twitter. So I think he's using his drunkness as a scapegoat. Well, that is often what often one of the problems with, with Twitter and Facebook is the fact that, you know, someone can go on your account uh, and do it for you. I remember reading some cases where people have sent apparently racist or abusive tweets and then said that it wasn't them. Yeah, there's, that's no, there's no way to prove against no, it. Really, exactly. If they've logged in using their details, um, as far as the as I think, Twitter's concerned, it is them. Isn't yeah, it? I so. think that's the point. Twitter's point is that, well, don't leave your details lying around. But I mean, the, the, the drunk thing's a slightly different matter. But sometimes we do excuse behavior if people are drunk in normal interactions. Mm. Um, so why not excuse it on Facebook But I think uh, or Twitter? But I think there's there's two issues. I mean, firstly, do you think that he should have been sentenced you think that the government should have should have done something the court should have done something to him i don't think it's a difficult one really because of the situation maybe he should have because he's incited so much wrath from everybody else well i think that that I... is what worries me about the situation um the judge sentencing him said that jail was necessary because of the public yeah outcry and i wonder is that a direction we want to go down because mm. um i've been listening to some some podcasts in preparation for this one one of them the uh, bbc's moral maze and someone made the very legitimate point that the catholic church could equally be accused of having opinions that have caused outcry mm. for example the the whipping up of homophobic uh sort of witch hunts or calling people who have had abortions murderers and you could say that they're equally personal and equally abhorrent to the majority of people so if mm-hmm. you want to go down the route that anything that causes public outcry deserves punishment by jail yeah condemnation then it seems to me that that's a, a dangerous route to go down and and also that that's the other side of it as you as you pointed out liam stacy was was vilified absolutely by other Twitter users. If you go back and, well, if you go onto the internet now, the the tweets have been released, so to speak. And you look at them, they're, they're shocking and they are this racist. There's, there's no, yeah, this is Stacey's. You look yeah. at them, they're, they're shocking and they are racist. But at no, at no point that I saw anyway, there was no threat, so to speak. There's no threat towards a person he or, or threat a, of life. He's just being unpleasant. Unpleasant's an understatement. Yes, yeah. no, of course, of course. <laughs> I, I, I think... A point that that is often forgotten is 
um, mob rules are a very dangerous thing. That's not the way we, we usually work in real life. And yes, Liam Stacey has been an absolute... Uh, plonker. What words can I say? Yeah, an, an absolute plonker. And he's obviously a, a very uh, nasty man. But equally, he's been completely obliterated mm. by the rest of Twitter. And I find that to be quite scary um, because that sort of mob rule encourages uh, the sort of thought that if enough people say that point of view offends me, you must close it down. Mm. I mean, you, you wouldn't have got, we wouldn't have got anywhere in history if we had to be that conservative. You know, s- someone saying the earth is round is going to be, would have been treated in exactly that way. I think Twitter's a, a really interesting form of social media because if you look at other blogging sites or I mean, especially if you look at some of the comments on youtube yeah they're pretty messed they're, up they're they're pretty yeah. messed up but the thing the difference between them is that most people create a twitter account for them as they do say a facebook account it's like a profile of you you're right which you know has some identity linking you to your profile it's but, more personal yeah but when when you're on youtube you can hide behind the mask if you see what i mean you can be someone else and throw yeah. as much, hurl as much abuse as you want at at some kid trying to play guitar and saying yes. he's, saying he's crap. Yes. But well I think I think that that and receive very little come up apart from other YouTube people saying you're an idiot. It is interesting isn't it how uh Liam Stacy got punished because he was unfortunate enough to pick a topic that happened to be trending at the time whereas you'll you know for him there's millions of others that are like you say are bullying these kids but Mm. nobody else cares about it so i think it it offers an interesting insight into the way we we value things um but are we both sort of coming down on the side that i mean it seems to me that we are that obviously let's not try and excuse what liam stacy and what other people do is abhorrent some of the things you read on the internet are disgusting frankly but as bad as they are, it would be worse to live in society that could lock you up for saying what you thought. Is that what we're yeah, thinking? Yeah, I agree. Okay, well, let's let's leave that there. I mean, obviously, that we should probably mention the concession. I think direct incitements to violence. Uh, the state has to have a legal yes. legal right, don't yeah. they? But, but even then, I remember you telling me as we prepared, even then there was an incident, I can't remember, at the, the airport. Oh, Do you have that up your sleeve? Yeah, uh... <clears throat> I'll read you what I have in front of me. I've written it down just because okay. the specific tweet is... Well, it's funny because you'll, you'll find out why. Okay. Um, uh, basically, a chap called Paul Chambers of July this year was found guilty of a menacing tweet. However, he won his high court battle against the conviction. And he's uh, The tweet that was caused so much... Outcry. Outcry, yeah. Um, was when he discovered that uh, Robin, Hood, Robin, Robin Hood Airport in South Yorkshire was closed due to snow and uh, he was eager to see his girlfriend and he sent out a tweet saying uh, and I'm quoting now crap, Robin Hood Airport is closed you've got one week to get your stuff together otherwise I'm blowing the airport sky high and you and I can <coughs> can see lol. Yeah, hashtag, hashtag lol. lol yeah, I wouldn't, if I read that somewhere I wouldn't be so, so too concerned. So he got did he what happened? He got jailed or something? Or he, uh, he, but he got, I think he got arrested or he got picked up by the police ah. and, and they've charged him with incitement to violence, yeah. etc. Yeah. Uh, so and he he said, well, you know, I don't think anyone's ever blown up blown up an airport yeah. just because they can't Out get to see their girlfriend. 
No, I, I think that, that the reason that example is so potent is because it shows that what we're dealing with with Twitter and, and Facebook and other social medias is something that's so new mm. that you can't just apply the age-old rules that's usually governed sort of newspapers, etc. You can't just say, right, we're going to lock up anyone who incites violence because that's a clear case in which that, that rule doesn't follow. So I think it's about using common sense. And right now, I think we should admit that we don't really know where the line is to be drawn between uh, taking tweets down, taking removing Facebook profiles, whatever, uh, and encouraging free speech. I think I think I'd agree with the the fact that you know it's, it is a new a new form of expression and communication, and we are still trying to to find that that line of what's acceptable and what's not. However, may say in a different example that the police had seen that tweet and not acted. Yeah. And then, you know, he had gone and blown up an airport. Right. Yeah. And then there'd be outcries like, well, it's as clear as day on his on his Twitter yeah, account. Why, no, why, why, why have you not done anything? That's a very good point. It's a, it's a tricky subject. Um, yeah. Pro- Producer James, can we have a time check? Uh, I'm, get, I'm getting the 17-minute signal mark. So oh, the end, we're the coming end. up to a close, yeah, unfortunately. Oh, well, that, that is a shame because I think there's there's a lot more to be, to be said in particular. Well, I mean... How, how about we just do it next week? Could we'll, do. We'll just overlap it. A bit little of bit. bit of overlap. How do you feel about that? We'll carry it on into next week. Okay, well, in that case then, well, it'll be the week after next, remember? Yeah, well, We okay. should point out we're going to be releasing these every other, every other Monday week, yeah. technology yeah. for offending. But producer James is rather useless, so <laughs> often we have recorded it, but it takes his clumsy monkey hands a while to press the buttons. Well, in that case, we will be discussing two Mondays from now, uh, the perceived decay in the moral fibre of society, which is an issue that very much touches my heart. I get very annoyed when old people say that in my day, in their day, it was better than it is in our day. <laughs> Although I say that myself often. Um, and we'll discuss w- whether the internet is to blame, what, what the role of the internet is in this downward spiral towards insanity. But I think that's, that's, that's it from me today. So I'll, I'll pass you over to Rob. Well, thanks, Ed, for another fantastic episode. No problem. That's what I'm here for. That's what they pay me for. If there's anything uh, you want to comment on, if you've got any ideas, then please feel free to get in touch with us via our normal ways. You can get in touch with us via Facebook or Twitter. We're at Thirst Podcast, and we've got a special hashtag of our own, uh, which is hashtag Ed and Rob. Uh, Visit us on our new website with our Mm -hmm. cool new drawings, um, www.thethirstpodcast.com. And email us on thethirstpodcast at gmail.com. And as always, like and give us five stars. Uh, we've now been split up. I think we mentioned this last time, but we've split, been split up into Pint Size Philosophy, which is this series. And then there's Bottled Wisdom, which is uh, series one and two. So like and give us five stars. And in the meantime, stay thirsty, everyone. I always do.